Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today and for the remainder of this week, we're talking about shifts that are happening in the hotel industry. But first, a thank you to our sponsor. The Real Estate Espresso Podcast is brought to you by International Coffee Farms. Based in Boquete, Panama, International Coffee Farms owns and operates 10 specialty coffee farms. These farms are subdivided into half-acre parcels, many of which are available to people interested in owning offshore real estate. These can be purchased for as little as $18,000. Your land will be managed on your behalf and will produce cash flow in perpetuity. I've got to know the principles of International Coffee Farms over the last several years, and they run a quality operation. Have a listen to episode 121 with CEO and founder, Mr. David Sewell, where we talk about investing in coffee farmland as a safe and diversified offshore investment. To find out more, visit internationalcoffeefarms.com. That's internationalcoffeefarms.com. We are back. Today and for the remainder of this week, we're talking about the shifts that are happening in the hotel industry. I live in Ottawa, Canada, our nation's capital, and I got my start in real estate offering medium-term accommodations to the spectrum of people who are staying in Ottawa on a medium-term basis. This was in the days long before sites like Airbnb existed. These people included parliamentary staff, embassy staff, military officers, and government contractors. Generally speaking, they have a monthly housing allowance. That housing allowance won't cover a nightly rate at a hotel, and a 12-month unfurnished lease is of no use to them and the typical Airbnb focuses much more on short-term accommodations. The rates are high on Airbnb, and the experience isn't geared towards a luxury, all-inclusive, medium-term stay. Moreover, there are many cities now collecting hotel tax on short-term rentals. I still believe there's a window of opportunity in many cities to address that medium-term market. In some cases, clients are just like people on a medium-term assignment in Ottawa. In other cases, there's an ongoing need for properties that can help families who are facing an insurance claim and are displaced from their home while their home is restored, whether it's due to a fire or a flood. Now, these clients, they want to be able to cook at home. They don't want to be eating restaurant food every night. Number one, it's not healthy. And number two, their monthly housing allowance simply won't cover the cost of eating every night in a restaurant. Fact is, many people don't want the sterile environment of the low-end suite hotels like a residence inn with a bare-bones kitchen. They also don't want the the variability of Airbnb. Many Airbnb product offers tend to compete directly with hotels. They have a kitchen. Most are under-equipped. There's a small number of specialty offerings where maybe a large family can rent an entire house instead of staying in multiple hotel rooms, but these offerings are rare. In response to this growing need, we're starting to see a new class of boutique apartment hotels emerging. At these types of properties, you get three times the square footage fully functional kitchens, and very comfortable living spaces, plus a much more contemporary design throughout, all for the same price that you would expect to pay at a mid-range hotel or even an Airbnb down the street. One of the major players in this emerging space is a new UK-based hotel brand called Locke, and that's spelled L-O-C-K-E. They're a mere 16 months into existence, and with just two hotels to its name, Locke was purchased by Brookfield Capital, for an industry setting purchase price of 430 UK pounds, or equivalent of $565 million. Included in that purchase price is a pipeline of an additional 900 hotel rooms. In the US, another brand called AKA is making inroads in the market here in North America. And neither company views Airbnb as a competitor. Rather, they see Airbnb as validation of demand for their product. 
Most Airbnb offerings have a high degree of customer friction when it comes to the check-in experience. You can't check in till 3 or 4 o'clock. You've got to be out by 10 a.m. You've got all these extra cleaning fees. And you waste a lot of time coordinating with the owner of the property to get a handoff for the key, especially if the owner is not available. Small investors are not likely to put their schedule on hold waiting for guests to arrive. And most have not embraced the keyless entry technologies that make for a smoother and more flexible check-in experience. Exactly how large this segment of the market will be remains to be seen. However, I believe this is an area that's underserved and that early entrants will be able to establish a commanding position in the market. Definitely something to pay attention to. As you're thinking about that, you might be considering short-term rentals, perhaps look at the apartment boutique hotel market. It's a burgeoning opportunity and could be very lucrative. In the meantime, have a spectacular day, make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.